Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. So again, I hope throughout all these episodes, uh, if you're, you know what, if you're just clicking on this and listening to it, man, I'm so glad. But I just encourage you uh, to push beyond that a little bit and actually read these chapters, um, especially the next few chapters, because what's about to happen is God is just about to show off. Yeah, that's as simple as I can say it. God is about to flex so hard and all are going to be amazed and, and just in awe of how great he is. Um, so you have, and I, I honestly, and I have to say this before, this might be one of my favorite episodes to record. So I hope you listen in and check this episode out and just really pay attention here for a second. Um, because what's so cool in chapter seven is you have God basically tell Moses how things are going to work out. And verse one is so interesting because uh, God here basically says to Moses that you are kind of going to be like a an image of God and Aaron is going to be an image of a prophet. So which is, this is really cool, right? Because what happens later on in the Old Testament is you have God speaking through the mouths of men, of prophets, to communicate his message to the people. And now God is not making Moses like a small God here, but Moses is kind of a picture here because God is telling Moses the message. And then what you're going to see is that Aaron is constantly speaking on behalf of Moses. This is why in verse one, it says, the Lord Yahweh said to Moses, see, I've made you like God to the Pharaoh and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. So God is telling Moses the message and then the prophet Aaron is speaking on behalf of Moses. That's kind of what's happening here, uh, which is really, really cool. And so what's amazing here is this is where we begin to see um, what we call the 10 plagues. This is what we begin to see where God starts showing off. And there's specifically two signs that happen here in chapter 7. There's one sign that happens, and then the first plague happens. Uh, the first sign is Moses' staff becomes a serpent, right? He's trying to uh, let uh, God's people go, right? He's going to Pharaoh and saying, let our people go. And uh, and Pharaoh's like, basically, give me a sign, right? Prove yourselves, right, by working a miracle. And that's where they take Moses' staff, they throw it down, um, and it becomes a snake, right? That's what happens. But then the interesting thing is Pharaoh has some magicians who are able to do the same thing with their staff. They, they throw down a staff, and the staff becomes a snake. Now, what's sick, though, is that Moses and Aaron's staff actually swallows up the other snakes, which is kind of sick, and I just think that's cool, right? So that's the first thing that happens. And then the second thing that happens is the Nile River, right? So this is the really the first plague that we see in the book of Exodus. And this is huge because for the Egyptian people, the Nile River uh, is the source of their life, right? The Nile River um, is the source of the Egyptian economy. It is such a major deal. It's what made Egypt um, and gave Egypt the capacity to be able to thrive and to be, able to, and to be an incredible city. And what happens is the first plague after Moses and Aaron say, let my people go and God has hardened Pharaoh's heart, which we'll get to in another episode later. But God has hardened Pharaoh's heart to say no. They actually turn the Nile River into blood. And the entire Nile River turns into blood. Now, what's weird, though, is uh, Pharaoh's musicians, the magicians, they're able to actually do this with water, too. They're able to take some water and turn it into blood as well. But what we're going to begin to see in the next few miracles and plagues is that Pharaoh's magicians uh, basically hit a cap where they, they can't do the same things that God is doing. But they're able to do that here, too. And because Pharaoh can see his magicians doing it, he's not that impressed, or at least the Bible says he's not that impressed, um, by Moses's 
miracles too. So you have the staff turning into a snake, and then you have the official first plague, which is the Nile River turning into blood. But here is why these 10 plagues are going to be so big for the Egyptians. And here's where I really hope you listen in, and just because this is going to help you understand um, the 10 plagues more than maybe you ever have before, because it helps me so much to think about it this way. But in the ancient Near East, so the, these people, like this historical context, thousands of years ago, these people, their idea of gods would have been like this. You would have a God who is kind of the God over the Nile. Then you'd have a God who is kind of the God over the sun. And you'd have a God who was over the moon and a God who was over the calves and the livestock and all these things like that. So you have all these gods. And then on top of that, Egyptians would have their gods and then other people groups would have their gods and another people would have their gods. And these gods were very territorial. So the best way to you think of it maybe for you is like um, the 50 states of the United States, right? So North Carolina would have its God. And North Carolina's God doesn't really mess with South Carolina's God. And South Carolina's God isn't really supposed to infringe upon the Georgia God's territory, stuff like that. So the gods are very territorial, and they're supposed to just kind of do what they individually specifically do. So that's their understanding of the way gods work. But listen to what happens when the I am comes on the scene. When Yahweh, the God of Israel, when he comes onto the scene, we're about to see the God of Israel turn the blood, uh, uh, turn the water in the Nile to blood, as we see here. We're going to see a plague where God is over the gnats, where God is over frogs, where God is over storms, where God is over darkness and light. Ultimately, we're going to see where even God is over life and death. So here, here's what's amazing. In an ancient Near Eastern view where the people would have seen their gods as gods with limits, gods who controlled certain things, here's what we learn about our God in these plagues. And I think this is awesome. You ready? Is that your God has no limits. Your God is not confined to just running this certain little thing or this certain area over here or this facet of the earth. Your God and my God has no limits. He, he's about to invade the people of Egypt's life here and basically show them, you think your Nile God is powerful? Let me show you how powerful I am. Your Nile God is nothing compared to me. Your God and my God has no limits. And that's kind of one of the things that we're going to see throughout these plagues is God literally begins to show that he indeed is the great I am. He's, he's indeed the great I am who has dominion and power and authority and rulership over all of these things. Your God has no limits. And I just encourage you as we close here that your God has no limits in your life. That God is so powerful, God is so mighty, he's able to do whatever he wants, and he's able to do anything that he pleases. And so trust in that today and rest in the fact that your God is so awesome that the Nile God and the sun God and all these quote-unquote gods in the book of e in the, in the people of Egypt and the land of Egypt have nothing and are on nothing. And compared to nothing, uh, compared to your God. And so I got a little tongue-tied tongue there at the end. Uh, but that's the whole point of what we're going to see is that God has no limits. And it's even hard for us to adequately describe that um, because God's about to show off to his people and to the Egyptians over the next few chapters. So I hope you read chapter 7 today. Maybe even read ahead and kind of read all the plagues together um, with the constant view in mind that God is showing off that he indeed has no limits. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.